Welcome to the Bring the Wood Podcast. It's your boy RK Rockin' Wit. JD. <laughs> the draft, the draft, the draft. Everybody's an expert, JD. Everybody. Everybody's an nobody. expert. Everybody but nobody. You know what's funny? The older I get, the smarter I get. <laughs> um I have all these opinions, especially on draft day when, you know, it's it's like being in a in a fight in the moment. You're going to say something irrational and you don't really mean it because you're in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Your feelings are at all-time high. You're volatile. So everybody had their instant reactions to Peyton Turner. Um, but then, you know, time to, you know, reflect on it and, and think about it, be a little bit more cerebral about it. You find yourself thinking there's a lot of people that got a lot of money and a lot of jobs riding on these decisions. Mm-hmm. They're not making these decisions willy nilly, and you can tell them turning into a dad by saying willy nilly. But they're they're not making these decisions, you know, on like a I hope he works out. That's not what's happening. No. So so, I can't sit here and be honestly begrudge the Saints for taking a guy that I don't know, because I don't watch a lot of Houston football. Mm-hmm. So, like, would I have rather they traded up and got J.C. Horn? Yeah, it would have been awesome. It would have been exciting. It also would have probably mortgaged three first-round picks, is what I've heard. Yes. It also would have probably hurt us in the replacing Michael Thomas in a couple years thought process. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's not going to be elite forever, you know? So, like, this is a... We have to realize something. We've been spoiled with Drew Brees for a very long time. In the NFL, your window is like five years, and it kind of rotates every five years. And if you can stay competitive after your first five-year window, then you're considered one of the better teams. Agreed or disagreed? I totally agree. So, like, you have your New Englands and your Green Bays and your Pittsburghs and Baltimore's. It's the perennials. It's the perennials. Yeah, but they're but they're always competitive because they find a way to retool through the draft, and some teams free agency. I think New England's a little bit more free agency than the draft, whereas Baltimore and Green Bay are pretty much exclusively the draft. Mm-hmm. We're a little bit of a mix at New in New Orleans, but we've also been spoiled with Drew Brees for so long. So, I, I've kind of ranted on here about how stupid people are, me included, um, with their initial reactions. What what were your initial reactions after day one, and then after day two in the draft? Well, I'm, I remember when the first, I guess the Friday or the Thursday, sorry, when the draft was over, the first round, I had texted you or called you and and said, "Man, we just drafted Davenport Light," <laughs> and and that that was my my salty take on it. Like I just didn't feel good about it. That you know the the AAC has some really good schools like for football like you know that you always hear about during bowl season they're always kicking around like um obviously like the two lanes and U- ucfs and cincinnati's and stuff like that mm. um you know they're, they're always around so they're, like they're not they're good teams like they're they're competent football teams um houston has been on the radar for the past few you know i guess years maybe a decade or so when uh was it case keenum was over there in houston yeah and he, he you know they had an explosive offense and it's kind of been a notable school for a while 
Now, uh, up here in Canada, we don't get a lot of AAC football on TV, so I don't get a chance to watch much Houston football. Um, but my, my first thought was Davenport Light. Just, you know, the, the length, the, the position, the small school stat- status again. Uh, maybe not as, as small as UTSA, like Davenport, but um, but still, a smaller school that you don't see in, in the, the limelight or like the highlight packages up here where we get yeah. to see college football, right? But they put a lot of guys into the NFL. Like, that's yeah, the thing, right? Like, for sure. Ed, Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver just came from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and like Greg, Greg Ward, I believe Greg, was it Greg Ward, the quarterback there? Greg Ward. He's the wide receiver, and he's the wide receiver now for the Eagles. But oh, I believe, yeah, yeah. I think he was that's a dual right. threat quarterback at Houston, so. Okay, okay, yeah. So there's some, there's some guys who can play. And, and, and then, I, then I looked more at, like, at his tape and read some more analysis about him and stuff. And, like, the kid is, is, straight hustle like a hundred percent every single play the motor is high it kind of reminds me and I, I i thought about this more as i as i looked at him play a little bit more um and of course you know you don't ever see a guy's low light package it's always a highlight package mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but like the motor reminds me of like trey hendrickson he's just non-stop every play he's going after it he's 100 miles an hour maybe he's too fast in some cases then he gets burned um but the length and the explosiveness is like Davenport, a mixture of Cam Jordan and Trey. Like it seems like they kind of <laughs> got this, the all three guys rolled into one. You hit it on the nose. You hit yeah. it on the absolute nose. And I feel like if if we're trying to re- replace Cam, we lost Trey, and Davenport didn't live up to his status. We just found a guy who kind of embodies all three of those dudes. So now, if we can pair that with, you know, a guy on the other end of him. Cam or Davenport when Cam kicks inside, then we have you know three guys who are gonna go at a high level because they know they can help each other out by playing well and opening up something for somebody else. So you're forgetting I the fact. Sorry, you're forgetting the fact that we got Onyemata. Exactly. You're also you're also forgetting the fact that we got Granderson. Yeah. Like yeah. Granderson is going to get all of Trey's snaps. And and his 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 workout um, tapes from this you know, spring where he's working out in California, wherever he might be like th- those, you know, little short videos of him just like exploding and hustling and getting on the edge and, and his footwork, it, it's all coming in into its own as it looks like an incredible package. Just like when you saw Deontay Harris last year running routes and we were amazed by what he was doing. Um, it looks like Granderson's doing the same thing, but for his position now, like it's, it's good to see these guys who, who kind of, you know, are, are, are fighting for a chance to get in the field often, are putting yeah. in the work when it's not football season, right? So yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Like Granderson, Anyamata is just an absolute bull. And then we have, you know, Davenport, who is in his now fifth year and, and hopefully can finally turn the corner and, and get get paid. Like he's here to get paid now, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Cam kind of, you know, filtering we'll out his career. We'll see. We'll see. I think but, he was injured last year. I think Cam was injured last year, so we're gonna see we're gonna see a yeah, better but, representation but, of who he is. But Pey- Peyton Turner, though, I think um, has all, all the intangibles, all the tools to become what we needed Davenport to be earlier on in his career. Let's not sell Davenport out yet. You know, like I think that's the thing with sports fans too. We're in this new era of the world where we want everything instantly. Um, we don't want to wait for things. And Davenport's still a kid. You know, he came from UTSA. I don't know how many big primetime games you're playing in UTSA, but he's shown us flashes in the NFL of being an elite defensive line player. 
Mm-hmm. He's also shown us flashes of, you know, ignorance and stupidity on the field. And then his injury, you know, injury luck in the last couple of years has really hurt us with our, I guess, <laughs> our expectations, you know, uh, being met with what we gave up to get him. So uh, I, I think the fact that the Saints gave him two more years because they picked up his fifth year, so he's getting paid this year and next year for sure. I think that speaks volumes to what they what they see in practice and what they really believe um, yeah. Davenport's going to be able to give them. So uh, if you have to say right now, because I'm going to play this game with you on this podcast today. Uh, we just talked about the defensive line. Is there any surprise makes on this team for you? Like, is there anybody on this team, on this roster right now that you're like, I'm going to surprise everybody. This guy's going to make the team. Or are there any surprise cuts that you see um, on the roster as fit? Uh, man, I almost, I, I want to say, like, on the defensive side of the football, um, I wouldn't be overly surprised if we saw P.J. Williams get cut. Really? Okay, let's yeah. let's just sorry. Let's just stay defensive line here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna oh, go by line. positions. Okay, yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> you're so you, I'm gonna Elias is mad at you right now. You're you, you're cutting out <laughs> Elias's guy right away. You didn't even hesitate. You're like Elias, your homeboy gone. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Elias. That's like, that's but, Elias's guy. You know, I you know. just you just cut him like that. I don't know. I I just feel like the time has come. But anyways, okay, defensive line. Um, I got, I don't see Shy Tuttle being cut. Because of, of what he showed in his very limited, like you know, opportunities, mm-hmm. I, I don't see any of the five guys we talked about obviously being cut. So, um, D line's a tough a tough one because at one point we were so deep in D line with Sheldon and Malcolm there, and and then uh, um, and Trey, and now those three guys are gone. So now, like the cupboard isn't as full as it once was, right? So it's empty. <laughs> yeah, it's empty. I feel like I feel like the D line is gonna stay as it is intact. Like I don't know, like some of the guys who are maybe like bottom of the roster mm-hmm. that I'm not thinking about, like those guys that are just kind of there to fill out the ninety. Yeah. Um, but like the guys that we all know, um, I, I don't I don't foresee any of those guys being let go. There is like the the Ryan Glasgow pickup. Because I believe he was in Cincinnati at one point, wasn't he? It sounds familiar, yeah. I think Glasgow was in Cincinnati at one point. Um, I think I think he's going to stick around. He's 6'4", 300 pounds. He's pretty athletic. He played at Michigan. He's a Big Ten guy. It seems that Sean Payton has got an affinity for Big Ten players with the Ohio State connection that we've got. Um, and then Ramchek. Ramchek was Wisconsin, right? Yeah. I believe. So um, I think Sean's got a thing for Big Ten, <laughs> Big Ten football, and, and I don't and I don't blame him. Those those kids playing cold weather. I think Glasgow is going to be the surprise make of this team, and I think he's going to play big minutes. I think that he could push out Shy Tuttle, or Malcolm Roach, and I think people would be like, "What?" And the Saints will try and hide those guys and get them onto practice squad, but they'll probably get picked up by you know a defensive tackle needy team. Um, that's just a hot take by me, but we'll we'll see what happens with the defensive line. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I forgot about Malcolm Roach actually. Um, yeah, he he looks so good last year too in his limited action too. He's energetic. He's definitely energetic. But yeah. you know what? We don't understand what's going on inside. You know, with mm-hmm. footwork and and a lot of like he he graded out poorly all year. Mm-hmm. So if he's great, like we get excited watching him because we see the high energy plays. But I guess we're missing a lot of stuff, especially in the run game. 
Yeah. Where he's kind of getting Spence. wiped out. Yeah. So. No, no Spence no coming Spence. off. Yeah, he's been he's been with us for two years now, right? So he'll finally get a chance to play. He's been injured, so. Hmm. Um. We'll see. We'll see. Um. The Richard Sherman issue. What are your thoughts on this? Because we drafted Paulson Adebo, Stanford corner. Uh, you know he was one of my guys. Uh, Ross Jackson also loved him. Um, I think he would have been a first or second round draft pick had he played last year. But he made the decision to opt out. False to us in the third round. We trade up to get him. I think this kid's going to be a player. I don't know if he's ready to play right away, especially after sitting out last year. Richard Sherman made that comment. Both you don't need your boy. So it sounds a little bit sensitive for a guy in his 30s. Um, again, which is kind of that whole mentality of like the Brandon Browner or the, you know, the Junior Galette, like the me, me, me stuff. Yeah. And I don't I really. That in our locker room. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we need that in our locker room. Like if mm-hmm. if Sherman's down to be a part of a team that has an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, like come on down. And I even welcomed him. I said, Yo, listen, Sherman, let's go. Let, let's do this. I set that tweet out. And I really meant it because at the end of the day, if he comes out and helps us win games, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But if this man's going to be there, be like, if I'm not starting, I'm not playing, or I'm not there to mentor people, well, what do you think you're going to do? You can't run anymore. This is a young man's game. Yeah. You know, you're you're in your mid thirties. You're you're not about to come in and step in and be, you know, Champ Bailey at twenty eight. That's not who you are anymore. So, and especially a chance to, to mentor like a Stanford guy where he came from. Like that would be, you oh. should almost like want to come out and do that. This guy, you know, Paul Sanadivo was going to be a first or second round pick. And in, in if he came out, let's say a year earlier before COVID hit, mm-hmm. um, like, and, and that's from his alma mater. Like you should want to get down there and, and work this kid out so he can get become like you and become that Stanford connection and, the, and become a CBU almost, right? Like, like this, you know, this always these Twitter polls, like who's a real CBU? <laughs> I, I can't stand it, but I get it. It's annoying, yeah. Like, but but Richard Sherman could, you know, kind of pass that torch to Paulson and Debo out of Stanford if he wanted to. Um, but like our, our our cornerbacks, like the cornerback room, not <laughs> talking safeties, is if our cupboard's bare for the D line, <laughs> what do you call it for the for the? I disagree. So I thought the same thing as you. And I disagree now. I don't think PJ is getting cut. I think PJ is retiring as a New Orleans Saint. Um, him and Sean are connected. That's that's his guy. PJ is pretty selfless, and he's that way when it comes to contract time. He's happy to stay in New Orleans. He wants to be in New Orleans. Plus, you have to think about the versatility, right? PJ can play inside, outside, safety, and he does it well. So. Um, looking at our defensive room, I think that they really like what they have in Keith Washington. I also think they like what they have in Haley. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they know that they can move P.J. Williams around, they probably think they're one veteran away from solidifying their CB room. So who, what am I going to say? Patrick Robinson's still there. If he's healthy, they're ready to go. Like, I, I have a feeling this team's going to be just fine with regards to what they want to do at corner. Plus, in the undrafted free agent room, we we got Trill Williams, who's yeah, another who's like another PJ Williams. I like that pick a lot. You know, he he he's versatile. He can play safety. He can play corner. He can play inside. He can play outside. Mind you, I wouldn't want him playing outside. He's just not as fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're gonna be fine I, at corner. Seen, I've seen two clips of Trill ripping the ball out of people's hands and running yeah. back. Like one of them, one of them was Hinton. 
the the, the Denver quarterback. So the, the play oh. against the play against uh, Wake Forest, yeah, where he steals the ball at the five yard line and then runs yeah. it ninety five yards for a touchdown to win the game in, in overtime. Yeah, yeah, that's that's against uh, Hinton. That's crazy. That, that's a sick play. And then I got to do that in high, in high school too. I think a couple yeah. times. Like the guy just has a, a nose. It's like the Meacham thing. Like he's just nose. he's aggressive. Yeah, and, he, and he's hit, confident, right? I'm, he, I'm hearing him. an echo. Can you hear my echo? No. <laughs> Let's hope this audio is not completely rattled because I can just hear an echo. Uh-oh. Uh, it's gone now. So whatever you just did, the echo's gone. Maybe my thing shifted here, but okay. Um, but yeah, if, if he's going to bring that kind of energy to the to the team as a UDFA, and we know how good UDFAs are in New Orleans, like it's like that that's that's a team that people who don't get drafted want to go to because they become stars or studs, right? Like it's um, so if he has that mentality, his name is Trill. Like <laughs> it's so that, good. That gives you like, that gives you enough. Juice it's in so New so good. It's so like, good. He already just belongs. Like it doesn't even matter if he makes a team. He's like he's getting a job in the in the dome somewhere. Okay, <laughs> so, so here's. Let's keep this one short, okay? I just want you to tell me: Is Zach Bond gone, or is Zach Bond going to shine this year? Because the drafting of the drafting of Warner in the second round mm-hmm. is kind of an indictment on Bond, in my opinion. So, do you think he's here, or do you think he's got a different role? What do you think? I think he'll be here. I think he'll. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna start on the strong side. I think. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then my other question is: Ian Book. Is he a quarterback or is he Taysom's replacement? What do you think? Uh, is he that athletic? Ian Book? Yeah, I, yeah, he is. yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's not he's not Taysom fast, but he's athletic. Okay. Oh, well, then you know if if Taysom's like you know he's on the back end of his two year deal, right? So mm-hmm. maybe he wants to go somewhere else and try and play quarterback for a team that that kind of just falters this coming up season. Um, I need a quarterback, you know, or a backup to become eventually the starter at some point but he's getting older too so i i think ian book might if that's what his his you know mo is is to be athletic and and be a quasi quarterback i guess you can call it then then sure Let, let's keep him around see what have practice squad at least yeah you know what's crazy is that there aren't many quarterback spots available in the nfl anymore like all the teams that have solid quarterbacks like your top 15 guys those guys are locked in so Taysom has no chance to go there and then your bottom 17, it seems like in the last two or three years, they've all gotten a rookie quarterback or a project yeah. that they're working with now. I think Washington is like one of the only teams that doesn't have a quarterback ready to go. Yeah. So. Because Alex Smith just retired, right? And Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even still. Okay, so my game, I want to play with you. We talked about Ian Book. We talked about the defensive line. We talked about Sherman. We talked about Zach Bond. This is the fun. And I want to I want to get this idea out before anybody else steals my idea, either willingly or unwillingly, by on purpose or by accident. You know, you know, you know how butthurt I am with yeah. my idea getting stolen. Yeah. So I got an idea. I got the I got the drafts in front of me, the Sean Payton drafts in front of me. Okay, from two thousand six till now. So we got fifteen years worth of drafts. You with me? Mm-hmm. We're gonna go through and talk about the best two picks. In each round, from seven to one, and then you can give me the worst pick for each round, and that one will be easy for us to do. So I already know in two thousand six we drafted a guy by the name of Marcus Colston. He was a tight end out of uh, Hofstra University. 
Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely one of the best seventh round draft picks we've ever had. I'll name the rest of them, and you can tell me who your second guy is. Okay. Yeah. Zach Streif, Marvin Mitchell, Adrian Arrington, Sean Canfield, Nate Bussey, Greg Romius, Marcel Jones, Marcus Murphy, Daniel Lasco, Will Clapp, Caden Ellis, Tommy Stevens, and Kawan Baker. I think this one's pretty easy. Zach Streif. It's got to be Zach Streif, man. Those are from the. That's from the same draft, 2006. That's insane. Okay, I'll go slower for the next one because I thought that one was pretty easy. For the sixth round, Josh Lay, Mike Haas. (laughs) I remember Mike Haas. Mm -hmm. Taylor Taylor Melhaff. He's a kicker. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Andrew Tiller, Rufus Johnson, (laughs) Tavon Rooks. Underwhelming so far. Al Kadeen Muhammad, Boston Scott, Cameron Moore, Saquon Hampton, Landon Young. Oh, you know what's crazy? Sa- yeah, Saquon Hampton. He's on there, and I guess we have to give it to Boston Scott because he's actually yeah. balled out. Yeah, and Saquon Hampton was uh, like a, a special summer teams. camp standout, right? Like he was. Like, yeah interceptions all the time on the, against the second team offense, of course, but still. Yeah. I was okay. excited for him for a bit. Number five, Rob Ninkovich, David Jones, Carl Nix, Thomas Morstead, mm. Matt Tennant, Corey White, Kenny Stills, Ronald Powell, Damian Swan, Tyler Davison, Davis Tull, um, Latrell Jamerson, and that's it. Man, I thought I thought that was gonna be a lot harder, but that that's a lot easier. So Thomas Carl Morstead Hicks and Tommy, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Um, number four. Okay, this is this is where it gets hard. You're gonna have a tough time. I'll go slow. Jari Evans, Jermon Bushrod, Antonio Pittman, Chip Vaughn. And Stanley Arno. Those are the two Wake Forest guys that were garbage. Mm-hmm. Al Woods. Nick Toon. <laughs> Kari Fort. David Onyemata. Rick Leonard. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Oh boy. So okay. you pick well, you Jari, pick your Jari, you pick, Jari is yeah. HOF at some yeah. point. Yeah, so Jari's in. Jermon or CJ, GJ, or David Onyemata. It's Onyemata. As it's much as we love Onyemata. CJ, yeah. As, as much as we like CJ, GJ, Onyemata's effect is just, he's more consistent. He's yeah. a better player. If you, if you if we actually call the spade a spade, Onyemata's a better player. And if you gave a coach the option between each guy to start a team with, they're starting with Onyemata every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three. Yeah, for sure. Three is going to be impossible here. Yeah, it is tough. I already know it's tough. I already know who I'm picking, but Kago. Usama Young. Andy Allman. Oh, Andy Allman. <laughs> Jimmy Graham. Johnny Patrick. Martez Wilson. Akeem Hicks. Teron Armstead. John Jenkins. Garrett Grayson. PJ Williams. Alvin Kamara. 
Trey Hendrickson, Alex Anzalone, Traquan Smith, Zach Bond. Okay, we're gonna leave some guys off. So okay, so let's let's go process of elimination. Traquan's off, right? Yeah. Okay. Anzalone's off. Hendrickson went to Cincinnati. He's dead to me. Alvin Kamara's on that list. He's he's one. Now who's two? Is it Tehran? Is it Tehran? Yeah. Or is it Martez Wilson? <laughs> Martez Wilson should have been amazing. I'm not gonna lie to you. It might be Jimmy Graham. Tehran Armstead, man, I don't know. You as much that's 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 a biased pick. I'm telling you, it might be Jimmy Graham. If you're talking about the greatest seasons by a Saints player, in 20 years, people aren't gonna remember Tehran Armstead. They're gonna remember Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I guess I guess Jimmy Graham was was electric. Like he 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 set the tight end position on fire for those three years when he was like, in, was it twenty ten to twenty twelve? Yeah, those three years he lit the tight end position on fire. It was him and Gronk. It was one A one B. Yeah, interchangeable at any time. But um, he, he made Tony G. Like if he if he maintained the same consistency through his whole career and stayed on a team that was like going to feed the tight end he he would have been top four tight end of all time and i don't think there's any question about that um jimmy's jimmy's best three seasons could be rivaled with any tight end in the history of the game okay um so <laughs> we got okay you know what i'm i'm gonna call it out here call an audible i'm taking toron armstead with you Jimmy left in the Jimmy left in a bad, you know, in a bad way. Yeah, I'm going to Toronto. You're right. Yeah, you you made the right call. A guy, a guy yeah. with that talent and that that ability should like shouldn't be traded. So yeah, like we wouldn't trade Toronto at the height of his career, like when Never. he's peaking, right? So yeah, the the second one is the second overall pick is almost impossible. Um, I'll just rattle off the names and we'll try and figure it out. Roman Harper. Tracy Porter. It's already hard. <laughs> Charles, already those two are ch- locked in. But Charles Brown. Um, Stanley Jean Baptiste. Ugh. Second round. Yeah. Kikaha. Ugh. Michael Thomas. Von Bell. Marcus Williams. Mm. Whew. Eric McCoy. Damn. There's five right there that I need to say. Eric McCoy. The book. I haven't seen enough, so he's gone. Uh, Marcus Williams, great player, but it's been up and down. So I'm taking him out. Michael Thomas is in. And it's got to be TP22 just for the fact that he like has two of the biggest interceptions in NFL history. And it's not and it's not close. No. Like it's not it's interception yeah. Is yeah. everything and then Yeah, that that it off. The Peyton Manning one in the Super Bowl with his head, with the Super Bowl shaved into his head. God. That's just, that is the most magic. I got goosebumps right now just thinking what it is. That's the best. That's the best. <laughs> Me too, man. Honestly, it's like I can never get sick of that. Okay, like, first. I'll never, I'll never not watch it. I got you. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, first overall, you ready? Yeah. Reggie Bush. Robert Meacham. Cedric Ellis. Malcolm Jenkins. Patrick Robinson. Cam Jordan. Mark Ingram, Kenny Vaccaro, 
Brandon Cooks, Andres Pete, <sighs> Stephen Anthony, <laughs> Sheldon Rankins, Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchek, Marcus Two Firsts, Cesar Ruiz. Okay, let's eliminate. Cesar Ruiz, gone. He's not, yeah, not yet. Davenport, gone. Mm-hmm. Sheldon Rankins, gone. Pete, gone. Anthony, gone. Cooks, gone. Vicaro, gone. Cam Jordan, he's won. Yeah, for sure he's won. Is Mark Ingram the second one? Reggie Bush the second one? Or is it Marshawn Lattimore or Ryan Ramchick? Reggie Bush has got to be. He was with us for such a short time. Like, it was a long time, but a short time. You know, like, <laughs> from 06 to 11, right? He was with yeah. Us, that's it? Yeah. It didn't seem like it was that many years with him. And I it's, guess and, two, yeah, he had two another career. 708, right? So, yeah, he had another career after, which was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but he was know. so much fun as a saint. He was fun. I guess you could say Mark Ingram. Is it is it Cam Jordan, Mark Ingram? I, uh, is that recency bias though? I don't know. No, because you have to think no. about what Mark what Mark did for the team for the entire lo- like the longevity of his career. Yeah, he was lots of fun to watch too, though. And he was successful. You know, he was supposed he was he was actually touted as a bust for us, and he had a second and you know a second act in his career as a saint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if the fax machine actually got in at four o'clock instead of four o two, he'd have still oh, been a saint. I know. So. Um, uh, yeah, Reggie or Mark. I think. I think Marshawn Lattimore. Ryan. It's too early for Marshawn and Ryan Ramchak for me. Yeah, and Re- Reggie has a ring with us. That's a thing. Yeah, but. And and the, he was a, he was like watching him, you know, catch balls in the Super Bowl and stuff. Yeah. And the Arizona, you know, bring the wood game. Yeah. And, uh, it's tough, man. I I would give it to Reggie Bush based on that one cut and fly to the end zone that he had in the Arizona game to be honest. <laughs> okay. That's, anyway, <laughs> that, 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 they both get in. They both get in. Okay, so remember all those names, right? Or at least some of them. Who is the worst first round overall draft pick that we've taken? I'm going to uh, say Stephon Anthony. Stephon Anthony. Stephon Anthony is the worst one in Sean Payton's kick. Good. The worst, the worst second round pick. Uh, I'm looking. It's okay. I'm looking at we got John Baptiste. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He's a second rounder. <laughs> he's so <That's> bad. <laughs> terrible. Stanley your case. So third round. Um. I'll give you the top three guys. Okay. Andy Allman. I don't think he really ever played for us. No. He, he was a guard. Um. Johnny Patrick was so bad. He was bad. Garrett Grayson. There you go. Is Garrett Grayson our worst? Yeah, he's got to be the yeah, worst, eh? Yeah, for sure. Fourth, r- field once. fourth round, Rick Leonard. I'm not going to read through the names. It's Rick Leonard. <laughs> Rick I, I don't know. Alone. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they were doing. That was such a bad pick. Yeah. Um, fifth round, Davis Tull. I don't ever remember seeing this guy's work. <laughs> no, zero. Zero of it. Yeah, so Davis Tull. Sixth round. Everyone. Tavon Rooks. Yeah, that entire list was so... It was like literally... It's like put, close your eyes, point your finger at the screen. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, and then seventh round, who cares? We're not going to, you know, crap on guys in the seventh okay, round. Okay, what about the two best UDFAs? Pierre Thomas. 
Pierre Thomas is for sure the best UDFA. Is he the best UDFA of all time? In any on any team? Yes. The answer like, is yes. I, 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 I could be wrong in, in my guess of that, but I feel like it is a yes. Uh, Pierre Thomas, and I know it's recency bias, but Deontay Harris. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, those are my two. I think that Deontay Harris well, is going to be. Gets a shout out for sure, though. And Willie Sneed was UDFA too, right? No, no, he no, he came from Cleveland. He played in Cleveland, didn't he? I think he played. I think he played some time in Cleveland. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but yeah. Lance Moore gets a shout out for UDFAs. Too. Yeah, for sure. So looking at the guys that are on our team that got drafted, um, is there anybody that excites you? Is there one player that you're like, I'm excited to see him play? I am excited to see. Because you got Peyton Turner, Pete Warner, Paulson Adebo, Ian Book, Landon Young, and then Kwan Baker. Yeah, you know what? I, I think Paulson Adebo is my most intriguing like like draft pick that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I'm curious to see what Peyton Turner does too. Obviously, that's exciting because it's first round. I I hope that like the list of first rounders that you just named, aside from Stefan Anthony, like. They were all exciting at some point to watch. Like they were, yeah. there was no ap- absolute like bust, bust, bust. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. him he, he being on his own island with that that you know that term, I guess, of a bust is is probably the only one we've really missed on. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that Peyton Turner will turn up something for us. Um, I'm not, I'm not overly pumped to see uh, what Pete Warner's going to do for us. <laughs> I feel like he's like a a Scott Shanley mixed with um, I, I, who else can I pair him with but like a Scott Shanley type you know like he's going to do his job when he's called to do his job Martez Wilson stand out. <laughs> yeah he's not, he's not going to stand out on the screen and be like oh man look at number 20 Werner you know like it's apparently, apparently he's like super athletic right so he's super athletic yeah. he's a three year starter um, he's an all Big Ten player so uh, again I go with pedigree. The guy's got pedigree. I think he. I think he'll do fine. I'm. I'm not gonna put him in the Pro Bowl yet, but Mm-mm. I think he's gonna be fine. The kid that I'm excited about is Quan Baker. I watched the minute the right? yeah the minimal amount of highlights that I could get. They call him Baby Debo. That's his nickname. So this little guy is is seen as like a Baby Debo Samuel. And he's bouncing off guys, and he's trucking guys, and he's got a whole bunch of touchdowns rushing and receiving. And the whole stat, I think I think uh, Deuce, Deuce Windham came up with this stat, or Chris Rosvogli, it was one of the two. But they were talking about he had 12 different quarterbacks throwing him the ball over his career. Really? There's no there's no continuity there. You know, there's no continuity. So, like, the Last fact that the, I checked, there's no South Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL right now. There's that guy. He cleans out the toilets at the Cleveland Stadium. <laughs> yeah. You didn't say where in the NFL, but there's that guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see what that guy does. I think he makes a team, and by all accounts, I think he actually plays for us. I think he pushes little Jordan Humphrey or one of those guys out of a, out of a roster spot because he yeah. can also return kicks. His career stat line was pretty sweet, I think. Right? It was. It was. Mm-hmm. Like his, his last year was like 53 catches, 800 yards, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a good clip. He's a player. He's a player. Eight touchdowns. I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so this um, last 
uh, you got anything else with the draft before I get on to this just, next thing? Just your favorite UDFA that's going to make the team for sure, like hands down making the team. Oh, okay. Well, a couple guys the, yeah, okay, so I, I, got, I can't give you a single answer. I got three. Troll Williams is going to make it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any kind of question marks about Troll. I have another DB, the DB out of Tennessee. He's exactly like CJGJ. Bryce. Bryce. Bryce Thompson. Bryce Thompson. That's right. So Bryce Thompson's gonna make it, and then I'm torn. Uh, no, you know what? I'll just say I'll say those two guys. I'm torn on the what third guy. That? What about the running back? No, the running back. Stevie, Stevie Scott. No, no, no. Because we got Stevens. <laughs> it's Stevie Scott. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think so because I think the fact that we got Tony Jones. Um, in in the building. Oh yeah, and, I forgot about Tony Jones. Yeah, and Tony, he was gonna play. He was gonna play that Carolina game, the game that uh, basically. The Mark Ingram type, right? Yeah, the the game that got um, what's his face paid, um, Ty Montgomery, was the the game that Tony Jones was supposed to play a lot of minutes. So. Yeah, you know why? What what are your thoughts? Who's gonna make it for you? Well, I just I remember seeing. Uh, something on Twitter where is it Lawrence? Uh, yeah, he's a big name? boy. He's, he's a big boy. He's DB, right? Lawrence. Oh no, we're we're taking. Uh, shoot, what's his name now? Help is me it Roberts? Here. Is it Roberts? Is it no, there's Roberts? just there's there's Josiah Bronson's the D tackle. Uh, Lawrence Woods. Lawrence Woods. That's the cornerback from Truman State. Truman State. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's a return specialist too. Like he's, I think he had like twenty four kick returns and like it was fifty yards per clip almost. It's like insane. Number. Yeah, the number was ridiculous. So like, I, Sean loves those kind of guys. I could see him making it just for the sake of if if Deontay is now a, an important part of our offense, then we don't want to have him taking every kick back if we have the same guy who can do the same job, right? Like. Granted, Deontay is special, though. Mm-hmm. But but if he's going to be special on offense for us, he'd be kind of him being you know too special on special teams, right? Mm-hmm. So so maybe this Lawrence Woods kid comes in and starts to take kicks for Deontay to save some reps for himself on offense. So like, I, it's like a sneaky, like, you know, training camp. He returns one or two, and then all of a sudden Sean's like, okay, we're keeping him. Deontay, here's your here's wide receiver four spot for you. And and jet sweep package and, you know, gadget play and this and that. And if we need you, like, in a pinch, then you can have the kicks back. But I think Lawrence Woods can take that same job and do the same thing based on what I, what I saw for numbers. Okay, I got a hot take. I'm not going to say two guys, and I'm not going to say three guys make it from UDFAs. This roster that we have right now, it's pretty scarce. We don't have a very deep roster right now, correct? Mm-hmm, we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when Sean's paying UDFA guys a lot of money to come in, it's because he wants them on the roster, and we didn't have to use draft equity, so we don't have to pay them as much, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say four UDFA's make it. I just looked at my list again. I got Trill Williams at corner slash safety. I got Dylan Saner 
the gigantic mammoth of a man massive, tight end. Massive tight end. He got the biggest, I think he got the biggest contract uh, for the UDFAs. I got the punter, Nolan Cooney, staying on the practice squad just because of COVID. That's why the Saints signed him. Mm-hmm. Bryce Thompson from Tennessee, the corner. So that's three guys that make it. My fourth guy, they didn't address safety in the draft. Eric Burrell, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Another Big Ten kid. Yeah. So I have Eric Burrell being my fourth guy that makes it. And I wouldn't be shocked if Josiah Bronson makes this team in lieu of a guy like Malcolm Roach being cut or Shai Tuttle being cut. Mm-hmm. So I, I got four guys. I got four guys, and it could be even five with your Truman State guy if Lawrence Woods actually makes this roster. This is why Saints training camp in, in summertime is so much fun because they get so many good UDFAs out, and you, you always know there's going to be a, a handful of them that make the team. And oh, yeah. always the, like, aside from, you know, the Emmanuel Butler conundrum <laughs> that never worked out. They got me way too excited with the Marcus Colson comparisons. Oh, um, broke my head. All, all summer, this is the next Colson, next Colson. <laughs> and I saw no Colson. I didn't see. Now we have Marcus Callaway. We're in the 12 properly, though, so we're good. Okay, so this is my thing I want to go through with you really quickly. We're just going to talk with the NFC South. We'll talk a little bit at the NFC, but I don't want to go too long here. Out of the draft for Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay, I'll start with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay basically signed everybody. No, not basically. They signed everybody back from last year. Mm-hmm. So from their draft, I actually didn't find anybody as a, it's scary that they got that guy and I hate to see it. I had them for a not applicable. Do you have anybody that they drafted you're scared of? Uh, not particularly, no. Like, okay. Nothing stands out to me. And then I have another column here where I said a great team guy, and he's an underrated guy that's going to help their team. I think Jalen Darden, the wide receiver that they drafted, they got him in the fourth round. I think he's going to be good for them for a long time. So I think they got a good one there. So that sucks that they got that guy. Uh, was there anybody that you were thinking about that they had that you're like, oh, I hate that they got that guy? Uh, no one in particular. I know like Kyle Trask going there. Uh, CD Deuce was okay with that. So that's something <laughs> about that. CD Deuce always had something to say though, right? So Yeah. Atlanta, they got Kyle Pitts. Um, Kyle Pitts uh, paired with Calvin Ridley. That scares me. Um, I hate it. That is. That is terrifying. I also hate that Cam Jordan came out and started talking to him already. Don't get the kid excited. Just let's, you know, especially not when you're on your way out, Cam Jordan. Um, so I hated that. The They got some great team guys, though, in the draft. They got Avery Williams. Uh, it's a cornerback that Ross Jackson loved. Super special teams guy. And they got a, a big a Big Ten lineman, Jalen Mayfield. I think he's going to solidify the right side of their line. Like from yeah, day one, I, I I heard his name a lot going to the draft. Actually, yeah, he slid a bit, so they got they got some good value with getting him in the third round. So Atlanta actually had a decent draft. I hate to say it, but they had a decent draft. And, and um, safety Richie Grant. Yeah, I, I I think he's gonna be a bit of a bust. I thought they, if they would have taken Trayvon Murray, it would have been scarier. I don't I don't know if Richie Grant's gonna be better than Trayvon Murray. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. That was just my opinion. Yeah. Carolina is my new favorite. To hate in the division, I hate them. Absolutely. I hate them. I hate them. They, they crushed the draft. They 
they had the third or fourth best draft. Like literally, they had the third or fourth best draft, and I don't think it's even debatable. It's like it's either three or four. Um, they got J.C. Horn, Terrace Marshall Jr., and Tommy Tremble. I think all three guys. I think all three guys start for them right away. Yep. They got a backup start for a long time. They got a backup at running back in Chuba Hubbard. That's gonna be just in case you know their homeboy gets injured. White chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> and then they got. Okay, side uh, note. Hold on, side note. Yeah. Embarrassing, but side note, and you'll you'll laugh at this. I was 15 years old. Okay? <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. Ready? Are you ready? I, I was I was in, in the in the prime of making an email address for the first time ever. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm in I'm in Alberta in my 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 auntie's house. Okay, I'm on her internet because at my house we had no internet yet. So my, my auntie's house in Alberta. Here we go. I'm like, oh, internet access. I need email address to sign into this whatever messenger site, obviously. So my first email address ever was. <laughs> hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Vanilla Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> At hotmail.com. Tell me it's still active. It might be. I have oh not my god! Years, that so is amazing. Just, like eliminate because of embarrassment of having it on their platform. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm letting you know I will never refer to you as anything other than VT <laughs> or Vanilla Thriller for the rest of your life. <laughs> you are my new Vanilla Thriller. <laughs> they call him Thriller. Oh my god! Like, what was I thinking? You were thinking in 2021. I am going to be the coolest dad <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. Yeah. That is amazing. Anyway, that's, uh, that's an embarrassing story I should not share with you. That's going to go into Spotify at some point. But hey, uh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so McCaffrey, if he gets injured again, they got Chuba Hubbard to replace him. They got one of the BYU. So, that B, so BYU's offensive line last year was regarded as one of the best offensive lines in the country in college football. Mm-hmm. Brady Christensen was part of that line. He's not part of the Panthers. They got him yeah. in the fifth round. Yeah, he's gonna start for them probably. I'm like I'm so irritated. And then they got the guy that was, he was rumored to be, part of the Saints board, you know, first or second round. He got the they got him in the fifth round. Davian Nixon. The Saints were rumored to like this guy in the second, like you know, second maybe third, yeah. but like, mm-hmm. him and Aline McNeil. So it's just crazy. They're, they they yeah. killed the draft. They got six players that are like just standouts. And, and Keith Taylor, like the out of yeah, Washington. the DB, yeah, the DB. Like, and Washington produces great cornerbacks, right? Yeah. Like it's it's known. And then yeah. an Alabama guard as well at the end. Yeah. Um, and Shai Smith, like all these guys that we just we heard of in mock drafts, they got them all. Like they yeah. got all of them. It's like Pokemon. Just got to catch them all. I'm just gonna go around the league really quick in the NFC. I'm not gonna worry about the AFC, but uh, Chicago had a good draft. Getting fields and getting an O line upgrade, they got uh, they got um, Tevin Jenkins and they got another guy um, for their O line. So I think that they're gonna they're gonna be good this year. Arizona, Zayvon Collins, and they got more uh, Rondell Moore. Just awesome. Mm-hmm. The kid squats six hundred pounds. I think he's gonna That's... be he's gonna push Christian Kirk out of a job. Um, Dallas Dallas had a great draft. I hate the Cowboys. 
You hate to see it. Hey, they had they got five, they probably got four starters on defense out of that draft. And the safety they got that Israel Mukawamu, mm-hmm. his his celly with his family and how happy he was. I I I I can't help but root for that kid. I hope he does well. And they got Jabril Cox. Ugh. You know, you know Ugh. that that one that one hurts because we I got all of our mock drafts. We did Jabril Cox. Yeah. Sixty. And then Odi- they got Warner. I I, I uh, they got Odig Zua from Notre Dame or, or no from Washington, right? So they got Kelvin Joseph as well. They, they they got Dallas had a good draft. The Giants had a good draft. It was in a lot of players, but they got extra picks as well. Kadarius Tony, uh, Aziz Ojolari, he slipped to them. They got a first round talent in the second round. Minnesota had a great draft. They got the third best offensive lineman in the draft in Darisaw. And they got more picks. They got Wyatt Davis as well. I think Dalvin Cook. If you're going to play fantasy football next year, a little side note, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. All Dalvin Cook. Um, Green Bay had a bad draft. It was like they drafted special teams players. Mm-hmm. You hate to see it. Um, the Rams didn't have a lot of picks, but they did well with the picks. They got a good a good corner in Rochelle and a good defensive, uh, defensive line guy in Bobby Brown the third. Seattle didn't have a lot of picks. They also had a good draft. They got Eskridge, the receiver, little shifty guy, mm-hmm. and Stone Forsythe. Maybe the name of the draft. Stone Forsythe. I, I didn't hear Brady Breeze get called, which is kind of weird. He did. He went oh, in yeah. the yeah. He went in the seventh or the sixth. Oh okay. He went late. Um, you can check out and see where he went. I know it wasn't us, so I didn't pay attention to it, but I saw he went. Um, some of the surprises for me in the draft: Elijah Moore, second round. Wow. Yeah. Like, he went out. top of the second round, but he's going to be a starter day one. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Trayvon Morig, everybody was so high on him. Vegas, so Vegas drafts Leatherwood, who they yeah. could have got at 43, yeah. at 17, and then they get Trayvon Morig at 43. Like, it's like they reversed their picks. I don't know what they were yeah. doing. Yeah. Asante, Asante, Asante Samuel at 47. Mm-hmm. Like, what? He's going to start. Man, Ugh. it's weird. It's, it's weird how the draft rolled out. Like it is once I feel like once Jamar Chase went to f- at five, yeah, everything else got shifted for every other team. I got four more here. JOK at fifty-two. Yeah, Cleveland cleaned up. Yeah, I, I already talked about Ojolari. I already talked about Terrace Marshall at fifty-nine. That's crazy. Diami Brown at eighty-two. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Washington gets that receiver. He's a boss. Uh, Detroit at 101 get Melifonwu, the corner. Mm-hmm. Dallas gets Jabril Cox at 115. I, In my opinion, the third best tight end on the board goes to Houston at 147, Brevin Jordan. And then one of the best safeties in the game last year, or the year before, sorry, uh, Sean Wade from Ohio State goes at 160 to Baltimore. What yeah, the heck, we man? Had, we could have had Jabril Cox and Sean Wade and still had our draft that we had. Yeah. Like what the heck, man? <laughs> did, the, did the Saints not see my see my mock drafts? <laughs> they must not have. You, you didn't take enough Saints players in those, man. Like we we had, I think both you and I on multiple mock drafts that we showed each other, we had Jerome Cox, Sean Wade, yeah, and Josh Immortabebe. Oh, he went to Jacksonville. Oh, and he just signed. Awesome. He just signed a two year. He just signed a two year contract. Taken. So, you were just mentioning. 
it's heartbreaking because in the draft that we just had, we looked at we looked at last year's draft, right? Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, Jefferson's going to fall to us. Jefferson's going to fall to us. And then was it two picks before? It was a pick before. F- oh. Philly got it. Was right, right before us? 23, yeah. And then the pick we're, before we're that was before. Kenneth. And the pick before that was the Chargers, Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray, yeah. And so, like, the two guys that were, like, the top of what we thought were the top of the Saints board were there. And we're like, oh. Yeah. And this year, Greg Newsom's like, kicking around at 25. Oh. Like, oh, man. Cleveland doesn't need a cornerback. They have Greg Ward. Oh, I, 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 was, I was dancing. I was like, they're going to take JOK. They're going to take JOK. And then Baltimore is like, oh, man. They got, they got uh, uh, Marlon Humphrey. They have. Uh, who's that dude from the Rams that went there? Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. Like, they don't need cornerbacks, so it's for sure. 28, we got Greg Newsom. Boom. Cleveland takes Greg Newsom. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, man, Terrace Marshall's still alive at 58. <laughs> yeah. And then he's gone. Yeah, like, it's – I don't – I wonder if they would have taken – I wonder if they would have taken Terrace Marshall. I feel like you would kind of have to, right? Like – he must have been higher than Pete Warner on the board. Yeah. You never right? know. Like, you never know. His injury stuff, his injury, his medical wasn't great. That's why that's why teams were scared of him, right? Yeah. Because he's a top he's a top five receiver in this draft. Mm-hmm. And he fell that deep, so Yeah. Um What about Jalen Waddle at sixth Miami? Listen, it's either gonna be a lightning in a bottle pick or it's gonna yeah. be laughed it's gonna be laughed at. Miami's draft is one of the most volatile drafts to grade because their two top picks are injury concerns. Jalen Waddle's really, really small, and he's coming off of a a pretty big injury. And Jalen Phillips is one hit away from having scrambled eggs for brains. Yeah. So, you know, other than Green Bay drafting, you know, the 19th graded corner in the first round, um, I don't know if there could be a worse draft. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's for sure. You know, if the if the, I'm saying if that goes bad for Miami, I'm not yeah. saying their draft was that bad. I'm just saying if those but guys get injured, the draft is bad. Up, yeah, turns up, and all of a sudden it's like that, that's a great draft then because Jalen Waddle is like Tyree Kill light at this point. Like that's yeah. that's his his mo, right? Like if I was Miami, what I would have done because you got Tua and you got some pieces there, I would have drafted Penny Penny Sewell. Or I would have drafted um, Rashawn Slater with that first pick, and then the second pick. I don't know if I go Jalen Phillips. I think I go you know best player available at that point in time, mm-hmm. and, and and you know maybe I maybe I go Elijah Moore. You know it's a little bit cheaper than a little bit cheaper than uh, Jalen Waddle, but you still get the same kind of effect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There are so many ways that they could have went, and me playing armchair GM when. I have nothing on the line. It's really, really easy. Yeah. But uh, sure. Zayvon Collins, man, that's the one that I was just, oh, I wish he would have fell. But I, I, I can see why he didn't when I heard his call and how pumped up he was. Yeah, He's saying how he's going to kill people. I love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, who was the guy, the D-tackle? Was it Christian Barmore that had the quote where he talked about how he likes effing people up? <laughs> that was his I thing. I think it might have been that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. When I I read that interview and I was like, I want this guy on my team. <laughs> Just I want him on my team. Yeah, no, that's the energy you want, man. That's like oh. the, the mentality.
mentality that you need to be successful in the NFL for sure. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't trying to we ain't trying to be your friend here. We're trying to, you know, oh, it is, it is. so much fun. I love the draft. My, my son yeah. was into the draft this year. He was like feeling it. That's awesome. He, he wanted to watch all the highlights. He wanted to like get to know all the players so that way next year he can like look for them. And uh, like, where's Waldo type thing? You know, like, oh, I remember that guy from the draft. Remember his highlight package? He was like <laughs> studying all the highlights. He's like, man, this guy looks really good. I love but it. But it was like every guy looked really good because it's their highlight package. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. They all look good. They, this is their, this is their like shining moment. These guys, like, if they don't make the team, it's fine. Well, not do fine. I, do you want to know something awesome? I just found my pre-draft sheet of my want list at corner, and I said I want Newsom or Caleb early if not i want melifonu tyson campbell adebo or trill williams damn two. that's pretty that's pretty cool that's pretty good that's, pretty good. <laughs> that's two two of the top uh, six you wanted right so, uh, yeah so there you go and we could have had melifonu we could have had melifonu mm-hmm. but it is what it is so um there's not a whole lot of news going on right now no pretty quiet so we'll just basically we'll basically uh just you know put this on hold and whenever we get an opportunity we'll we'll talk saints but uh for now we're not gonna you know beat a dead horse if there's nothing to talk about then we'll uh mm-hmm. we'll leave it as such there you go, but if some but if some but if something pops up we'll uh we'll jump back on it we missed you we missed you on the pod you know the last little bit i had Keyshawn come and guest appear to do the draft yeah. stuff uh while you were taking care of home but uh yeah man it's not the same vibe without without JD on here. It, man. It was vanilla fun. vanilla thriller. Don't you ever say that again. That, that, that is now shunned from this podcast. VT <laughs> Virginia Tech. That's all it means. I'm letting you know. I'm buying you a Saints jersey at some point in time in our lifetime that says vanilla oh, no. thriller on the back. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> and you have to good. you have to wear it because what what year did you get? Would you make that uh, email address probably? Uh, I was like 2000, so double zero. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> You're double zero not, vanilla though. thriller. <laughs> oh, that, that name means nothing. That's what it means. Double zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll get you dirt from Edmonton on the UNC. What you, what you got for nickname? Uh, we'll, I got we'll a bunch. Up. I got a bunch. You're going to have to find them though. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it an O one Jersey. We'll make it one. There you so go. at least it looks kind of cool. Yeah, well, one's one's the most sought after number in the locker room right now. That all seems like everybody wants it. Everybody wants it. I love the I love the like the constant dialogue between the players back and forth. What number one? I can't wait for CD to get punched out in the off season. It's gonna be <laughs> awesome. I know it's gonna happen. I just I want to know who's gonna do it. My guess is it's gonna be like Juwan Johnson. Oh, you know, he's right? a big dude. Yeah, he's just gonna turn around. And he's gonna be like, I've had enough, and he's gonna like drop kick CD in the mouth. <laughs> And it's just going to be like, what happened in practice? Well, Juwan Johnson got arrested because he put CD in the hospital because CD wouldn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to happen. Oh, man, oh, man. Man, that's good times, buddy. All right, family. Well, this has been great. And uh, we'll get back on it when we get back on here. For the fans that are listening, enjoy it. We love you. We missed you. Life is simple. Life is crazy. Life is great. We love it. And be no safe. what you do, man, always bring that wood, buddy. Well, yeah, bring the wood. And remember... If you ain't having a good time, Vanilla Thriller gonna find you. (laughs) (laughs) Who that, my friend? Who that? Who that? Who that, buddy?